Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to Concussion Talk Podcast and the first episode of 2019. Before getting into this podcast, I would like to remind everyone that they can check out my website at www.concussiontalk.com where I have lots of blogs, more podcasts, and link to my ebook Detour. As well, they can please subscribe to my podcast on iTunes, Google Play Music, YouTube, SoundCloud, and Spotify. On episode 37 of Concussion Talk Podcast, I talked to Lauren Van Patten and Jesse Topley, who have created CSAP Chats, a concussion peer support group. Okay, I'm talking to Lauren and Jesse, and I will get them to introduce themselves and talk about CSAP, what they're, do- what they're doing at Queens, and, uh, or we're doing at Queens, I should say. And uh, and sees that story, so please go ahead, Jesse. Hi there, uh, thanks for having us on. Um, my name's Jesse Topley. Um, I moved to Kingston about uh, seven, eight years ago to go to uh, Queens for kinesiology. Um, played football here for three years. Um, had a number of concussions throughout my ten-year career playing football. Uh, my last one being 2014, which ended my football career at Queens. Um, had a number of um, emotional issues, social issues, mental health issues um, that lingered on for years after my concussion that I struggled with. Um, uh, because of the the struggles that I had with my concussion and how alone I felt and how um, isolated I felt from my my peers, I felt like it was an important topic to... Uh, to share with others and to enlighten people about uh, uh, what's going on with people with concussion and post-concussion syndrome. Um, so I actually started a concussion group called Beyond the Headache, um, which uh, myself and another girl, Rachel Colorasi, um, shared our personal stories about concussions and and the issues that we dealt with, you know, like I said before, mental health issues, emotional issues, social issues, everything that stemmed from uh, post-concussive syndrome. 
from there, um, we met um, a gentleman named Alan Champagne, who started a concussion group called CSAP. Um, CSAP stands for Concussion Education Safety and Awareness Program. And what they focused more on was the education on what is a concussion, um, the basic anatomy of a brain of the brain, um, what is happening internally when a concussion happens, um, ways to recognize a concussion, ways to um, the whole ret- uh, return to play protocol, return to learn protocol. Um, and then they uh, um, actually had an on-field player modification aspect um, where they attempted to um, change the way uh, players actually played the sport. So specifically uh, football, they were trying to change the way that the player would tackle um, to involve less head contact. So we realized that our programs where my program, Beyond the Headache, and their program, CSAP, really um, complemented each other well um, with the areas that we focus on, where mine was more the social side of things, the emotional side of things, um, and uh, and theirs was more the educational side of things and the um, implementing of a more structured program in um, youth sports. Um, so from there, um, I really wanted to um, focus more on the um, support side of things. So Alan continued with his research and with CSAP itself. Um, and then I, uh, met Lauren, um, who started, and I'll let her talk more on this, who started a peer support group in Guelph. Um, but so we met and we had similar goals and what we wanted to provide the, at first the Queens community, but then ended up being the Kingston community of a support group that allowed people with um, post-concussion syndrome um, to come together and and share uh, uh, their experiences and talk about what's going on in their life um, and really have a support center and a support group and network that allowed them to be empowered in their situations. So I'll let Lauren talk about more about her work at Guelph and, and more about CSAP Chats. Good. Thanks. That was awesome. Thank you. Great. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having us on, Nick. Um, no. So uh, my name is Lauren Van Patter. I'm a PhD candidate at Queen's University in the Department of Geography and Planning. Um, And I have been recovering from multiple concussions uh, between 2014 and 2016. Um, It has affected a number of areas of my life. um, And I had to put my studies on hold for a year while I was recovering. So I went back to school to start my Oh, concussion. sorry, Lauren. Uh, where did, when, how did you get the concussions? So the first one was sports, just a recreational ultimate Frisbee league. Um, and then the second one, about a year and a half later, I had um, a more serious one where I fell and hit my head on ice. Mm. And then I had um, a minor reconcussion a couple of months later, but it was enough to really um, cause a lot more s- serious symptoms. Mm. Thanks. And okay, sorry. Good. Yeah, I think. Um, in the earlier stages of my recovery, there was just so much uncertainty around when I would start feeling better, why I was experiencing what I was experiencing. And although I had a lot of support from friends and family and access to different healthcare providers, um, I really found that a turning point for me was connecting with a couple other people in the community who were going through similar experiences 
and being able to share our stories and what was working for us, um, I think helped me understand what I was going through and also feel, um, I guess, more connected and optimistic about the future of my recovery and that things would eventually get better. Um, so I started just a small um, support group in Guelph, um, you know, recruiting, just putting up posters in various uh, rehabilitation healthcare provider offices, uh, and then renting a room at the local library and um, getting a group of us together once a month to talk. And I found that really, really helpful. Um, so when I moved to Kingston, I was hearing from, you know, folks um, at various health services and through the community that there was really a need for that at um, Kingston as well. Um, so I reached out and connected with Jesse on, I heard about what, what, uh, CSAP had been doing, and uh, we decided to try to have a similar sort of group start up in Kingston. It's been really great so far. Um, we're, we're just sort of getting going now with monthly meetings, and I think it's um, it's been really great for me to be able to connect with other people and hopefully provide that setting where others can come together and, um, and share their stories and experiences and different resources on dealing with persistent symptoms after concussions of course uh so thank you both for 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 joining me and uh this, this is great so i was gonna ask you about these peer support meetings is this so i saw a poster online for january 28th was that your first peer support csap chats was that your first peer support meeting yeah, um, so we've been um, in the process of making sure that this is done as well as possible. So we actually started um, creating um, this whole support group about a year ago, actually probably a year ago, January. Okay. Um, and we really wanted to um, start off quickly because we knew there was a need out there for this, but we knew we needed to take a step back and really evaluate how we approach this because the last thing that we'd want to do is is start building all these relationships with um, the people that would be coming to our our support groups and then all of a sudden queen saying oh that you know you didn't go about this the right way um, so then we wouldn't be able to continue anymore so we we talked to the right people um, you know we jumped through the right hoops um, and we made sure that we did it as well as possible so that we were secure in in um, our position in, in the Kingston community. Um, but yes, yeah, so the January 28th was our first session, um, which was just a, a couple weeks ago. And and how many were a lot of people showed up at the meeting? Or did you get a lot of people show, show up? Yeah, we had a few people for the first meeting um, and had others reach out to us with interest. There was um, bad weather at the time, so I think. Yeah, no doubt. Um, but yeah, it was. We've had a lot of um, interest and, and support, especially from various, um, you know, healthcare providers and service providers yeah. in the community, saying that there there really is a need. And and so I think as we continue to make establish this as a place that's available monthly for people to come, um, and the word continues to spread. That um, that hopefully we'll be able to to reach more people and have it continue to grow. Okay, I was just going to ask that. So is this going to be monthly? You think you're hoping? Yeah, yeah um, we're hoping that it's the the last Monday, correct? There, Lauren. Yeah. Yeah. So the last Monday of every month, 
Um, now, just to add on to what Lauren was saying, it, it, you know, with the interest that we've had uh, people show, it is still a very difficult topic for a lot of people to talk about. And a lot of people don't want to admit that they are dealing with these problems. Um, yeah. So it is often hard to draw out a crowd of, of people that that are hesitant on on joining in. Um, but from the the people that that came last week, they found it incredibly helpful. And I mean, that was just the first session. So we're very excited to to see where it goes from here, um, and to you know continue to encourage people to you know to come, even if even if they don't even chat or, or say anything at all, just to experience the the level of comfort that there is in the environment that we provide um, and just to experience kind of what we're all about and what we're trying to provide with our, our the people that show up to our meetings. Yeah, that's, that's excellent. And speaking of the hesitancy of people to talk about things, what sort of subjects were talked about or were brought up? What topics were brought up? Of, of note, I mean, now we get personal, obviously, but I mean, like what were people saying was their biggest issues? Generally, what do you think the biggest issues for people were? I mean, I think just in general from some of my previous experience with, um, you know, being in these sorts of meetings, I think that um, often there are feelings of isolation, feelings that um, you you might have good support from friends and family, but when people don't really know what you're going through, um, and especially the challenges of having an invisible disability that is really difficult to explain, um, and since some of the challenges are so variable and intermittent, it's hard to make sense yourself of what you're going through sometimes and what yeah. needs are. Um, so just being able to hear from from other people, I think, is can be a huge step in learning about um, you know different coping strategies, about pacing, um, you know things that are hard to troubleshoot alone, and that not necessarily every healthcare provider is going to have you know, tailored information for because each concussion recovery experience is so different. Uh, but at least when you have the opportunity to share with different people who have been through a range of experiences, um, you might have be able to get a better idea of what tools are out there. And, um, and just feeling like other people know what you're going through can help a lot with, um, yeah, with the feelings of sort of isolation and confusion that come with uh, such a poorly understood, I think, injury. Okay. And uh, so you as each of you, and again, not to get personal, but I mean, if you guys, what would you claim is your, what do you, what do you like to talk about these, at these meetings? What was your issue you're dealing with, do you think, that you'd like to talk to others about? Lauren, you can go ahead first. Sure. So um, I think for myself, um, I mean, I still, so I struggle with a lot of um, perceptual symptoms still, um, some vision issues and dizziness, and then a lot of, uh, or still some some cognitive difficulties in, um, you know, organization and uh, attention and memory. Uh, And for me, that, it's hard, I think, to be, as somebody working uh, in academia and trying to um, work through my research, to also feel like, you know, I'm I'm sort of learning to use this new brain in these last few years. Yeah. And what does that, you know, what does that look like for me to um, manage my own expectations and time and energy 
in a way where I can still feel like I'm being effective as a researcher, but also taking care of myself and my, um, you know, my changing health needs and symptoms. So um, I feel like I've developed a lot of strategies that have worked really well for me. Um, and I'm just incredibly grateful to have the opportunities that I do at the moment. Um, but I still think it's helpful. It's sort of even the better I feel, the more um, it's still important to check in with other people and remind myself that, you know, I need to put my health first. Um, and I think, yeah, it's a lot about managing expectations about what you are able to accomplish um, and staying optimistic even when you have setbacks or are going through a time of increased symptoms. And so being able to talk with other people about, um, about that, I find really valuable. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Yeah, one that's one thing I've noticed for myself is that you mentioned that you found that covering some mechanisms with some ways to deal with their deal with the issues you're having. How, you know, like how long would you say that took you to get to that point to where you felt comfortable enough with the, what you've designed for yourself to follow through in that and that and, uh, and not get frustrated and not and not get really annoyed with yourself? Well, I don't think I've perfected that. I think no, it's an no. ongoing, ongoing um, task. But I, I really, when I started back at school last September, um, it was after six months of doing a lot of work in. Um, you know, meditation and mindfulness training and goal setting. Um, and so I, I've sort of always said to myself since since starting back 
that my priority is my health and that um, in terms of managing stress, I'm just going to do what I can do, um, set realistic expectations. And as soon as I find myself getting stressed or overwhelmed, then I need to check in and step back. Um, so I've, I've tried my best to keep to that, but it's, it is hard that the better I feel, the more I want to take on and the higher the expectations I have for myself. Um, but I, yeah, I just, I think I try to check in with myself regularly about what I'm, um, what my goals are, what I'm able to accomplish, the symptoms that I'm experiencing and where I need to, you know, reevaluate and readjust. Um, yeah, so I think I think that's sort of an ongoing process that I keep having to um, right. to take, you know, take an active role in doing as I move through my program. Right, right. And Jesse, um, for myself, I mean, I I'm very grateful for where where the point that I'm at. Um, I feel like I've my my concussion was almost four and a half years ago. Um, and I mean, I struggled up, I struggled with the physical symptoms for quite a while, quite some years after it. Um, the, the big thing for me was the, the loss of self identity when I had to quit football and the kind of removal from that lifestyle and the isolation, um, and really the mental health issues that I suffered with, you know, the depression, the anxiety, um, and, you know, and talking and, and sharing about that stuff and, and trying to make people feel comfortable in, in their own skin. Um, and realizing that, you know, my, you know, talking with Lauren, what I, what I realized with concussions is that, you know, I was an athlete who lost my self-identity as a, a football player. Lauren was a, a, an academic that lost her, self-identity in the academia world where she, you know, she couldn't pursue what she wanted to because of her concussion. Um, and I couldn't pursue what I wanted to because of my concussion. And, you know, that, you know, counts for or attributes to so many things in, in, in different people's lives, whether, you know, you're in the business world and that's who you are and you can't, um, pursue that because of your concussions and the lack of understanding from other people who don't have or haven't had that experience with concussion, post-concussion syndromes. Um, what I really try to use my experience with with my mental health issues from from my concussion is really trying to make people feel comfortable in this type of situation because you can't ask someone to be put themselves in a vulnerable situation or open up to uh, a group of people without first making yourself feel or making yourself vulnerable to them um so by sharing you know the the deep you know dark secrets of my mental health issues when it comes to you know um suicidal thoughts uh substance abuse self-mutilation you know all that stuff that comes along with with severe mental health issues and post-concussion syndrome um it allows that person to feel a little bit more comfortable in their skin um and then open up to you and really, once they open up, then they feel more of that that therapeutic um, feeling when it comes to um, uh, talk therapy in a way. Um, and it allows people to to relate to other people in a way that they can't with maybe their family members or their friends who are their main support in their lives, but I've never experienced a concussion. So I really try to use, and utilize my experiences um, 
with the mental health side of things um, from my post-concussion um, experiences to, to help people feel comfortable and share their experiences as well. Wow, that's great. That's, that's great. And uh, I think of this, the CSAP chats is a great, great idea. Um, and you're helping do this every month, your these chats with all anybody who wants to. Actually, I'll get you guys now to uh, the one who just tell people who are in Kingston, Ontario area, especially how they can find you guys, or how anybody can find your your uh, your website or Facebook page, and how they can find you physically on these monthly at these monthly meetings. So uh, I'm not sure who wants to tackle that, but. Uh, you can name any, any Facebook, any Twitter, Facebook, Instagram page, whatever you have. So, uh, but I don't know who wants to tackle that thing, but. Sure, yeah. So, um, folks who are interested in learning more about um, our support group, uh, the best way to get in touch with us would be to be to find us on Facebook uh, by searching CSAP Chats or um, contacting us by email. It's csapchats at gmail.com. Um, yeah, I'm sorry, and CSAP is C-E-S-A-P. Yes. Yeah. Okay, sorry, long go ahead. No, I just will be um, aiming to meet the last Monday of each month. Um, uh, right now we're meeting from 8 to 9 p.m. Uh, at the moment we are we're sort of setting an hour for people to come and just, um, just talk about what they're going through and share any stories or... Um, rehabilitation uh, advice, anything like that. Uh, and then as we uh, continue to grow, our aim is to have uh, maybe 45 minutes for that and then a second 45 minutes where we'll invite in a guest speaker, um, like some like someone in the medical or healthcare community who has expertise in concussion recovery um, to share some information with the group. That's so that great. would be the structure moving forward. Nice. And how can they find you online? Or are you are you online much than just Facebook? It's a Facebook page. Yeah, Facebook and email. Email, okay. And uh, was it? oh yeah, so next one will be February twenty fifth. That'll be your last one. Your next, so your next one. Yeah. That's and cool. and that's so where where is that exactly? Do you know yet? So all, all of our information, um, if, if people want to find out uh, where we're going to be or how long it's going to be, what time it's going to be, what, who the guest might, uh, speaker might be, um, just go ahead and, and give us a follow on Facebook. So again, that's CSAPs, that's C-E-S-A-P, chats, so CSAP chats on Facebook. Um, and every month we'll be putting out a flyer. Um, that has the time and location of where we'll be meeting and obviously the date um, and then any extra details that might be needed uh, for the person to know um, whether that's a, a guest speaker or you know variations on on the type of meetings for example um, eventually we want to bring in um, the uh, people who come in to the uh, meetings, but also for them to bring in their main source of support just to kind of have that conversation as well to help support those people um, in their efforts to support that person with the post-concussion syndrome. Great. Well, thank you so much, both of you, for joining me on this podcast. And uh, hopefully people will check out your your Facebook page, as you said, CSAP, CSAP Chats on Facebook. Yep. So C-E-S-A-P Chats 
on Facebook, and uh, hopefully we'll have some more podcasts to tell you about this stuff. So thank you very much. Thank you very much to Lorna and Jesse. Thanks, Thanks for having us. us. I didn't realize how much it sounded like I was yelling in that, but I assure you I wasn't. But uh, thanks for putting up with that, and thank you again to Lauren and Jesse, and hopefully talk to them again soon. As always, music at the beginning of this podcast is by Ben Sound, www.bensound.com. 